You're no saint. You got a free cab, you got a free room. And someone who'll listen to your boring stories. I mean, didn't you, didn't you notice on the plane when you started talking, eventually I started reading the vomit bag? Didn't that give you some sort of clue, like, hey, maybe this guy's not enjoying it? You know, everything is not an anecdote. You have to discriminate. You choose things that are, that are funny or, or mildly amusing or interesting. You're a miracle. Your stories have none of that. They're not even amusing accidentally. Honey, I'd, li I'd like you to meet Del Griffith. He's got some amusing anecdotes for you. Oh, and here's a gun so you can blow your brains out. You'll thank me for it. <sighs> I, I, I could tolerate any, any insurance seminar. For days, I could sit there and listen to them go on and on with a big smile on my face. And I'd say, how can you stand it? And I'd say, because I've been with Del Griffith. I can take anything. And you know what they'd say? They'd say, I know what you mean. The shower curtain ring guy. Whoa. It's, it's like going on a date with a chatty Kathy doll. I expect you to have a little string on your chest, you know, that I pull out and have to snap back. Except I wouldn't pull it out and snap it back. You would. Ah, 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 ah. And by the way, you know, when you're, when you're telling these little stories, here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Lifers Podcast with Scott Lucas, Gabe Rodriguez, and Ben Reiser. And now, here's Scott, Gabe, and Ben. Hey, guys. Hey, Scott. I made it. I'm in Texas. Austin? Austin, Texas. What's Austin. the reason you say? Texas is the reason. Texas. Austin is the cool city in Texas, right? The hipster city. Um, yeah, it's not as cool as it used to. It's still great. I I I I love I love Texas. I I like San Antonio. I like uh Houston. I like Denton, Texas. I even like Dallas, Texas, and I, I know I know even the toadies don't like Dallas, Texas. Uh, I probably shouldn't say that, but uh, <laughs> they're more Fort Worth fellas. They're like, you know what? If you live here, you should live in Fort Worth. Mm. Like, well, I'm not living anywhere in Texas, but oh, okay, <laughs> thanks. You like women having to travel out of state for vital medical care? I know that's a big hey, thing. For hey, you. listen, listen. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, just because I like a, a state and a city and a state does not mean that I am not pro-abortion. You know me. I'm pro-abortion. Yeah. I just wanted to get you on the record. Yes. Yes. Is, yes. There, a, is there a city in Texas you don't like? If there is, I haven't found it. 
I don't really, I don't live my life like that, Gabe. I'm, I'm, I'm a positive guy. I don't know if you noticed that yet, but I'm all about positivity. I'm, you should try it sometime, bro. I'm fairly positive. You're fairly positive that you're not positive. No, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm on the positive side. Mr. Positivity. So yeah, yeah. Did you guys have a good Christmas? Yeah. I was traveling most of the day. Drove to Chicago, flew to New York from Chicago, got an Uber you, from the airport in Queens. All right, yeah. Made it to Brooklyn. Is... There was Chinese food waiting for me at the door of my oh, nice. mom's house. I had some fantastic wonton soup. There is a Chinese restaurant in Chicago that is probably my new favorite Chinese restaurant. I got some lo mein from there. It might have been the best lo mein I've ever had. Now, what do you think the name of this restaurant is? And we got takeout from this restaurant. Okay. Long Duck Dong. It's called Takey Out It. Ouch. <laughs> I didn't make this shit up. Is Look it new? It it's been around? I, I've driven by it and I said, is that real? Is that what that place is called? <laughs> and then we were looking for some place to eat last week. And I was like, that's real. That's what that place is called. And goddamn, if it wasn't great. Once again, who am I to be offended? You know, if a Chinese restaurant wants to do that and they're great, what do I care? Right, Gabe? Why are you asking me? We, well, because we, we we covered this last, last week on whether or not I have the right to be offended if somebody else isn't offended. If, if, if the target of the offending language is not offended... Why do I have the right to be offended? I don't know. I don't even give a thought about this stuff. You you think about it too much. It's white guilt. <laughs> I know. See, I'm offended <laughs> because I would like takey outie. Takey out it doesn't doesn't have that musical rhyming. No, take you're right. Takey outie would be better and more offensive. But it is it is takey out it. And I don't know, maybe takey doesn't mean what I think it means, but I think it's a pun. There was briefly a Chinese restaurant that opened in Madison a couple of years called Foo King Good or something like that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty good. How was your plane trip to Texas? It was fine. It was fine. It was, uh, it was not the balls to the wall disaster uh, the day after Christmas type of disaster that I thought it was going to be. It was pretty chill and laid back and it was fine. The traffic was easier than I've ever seen it to get to O'Hare. So I had no problem with it. It was, it was cool. Oh yeah. Tell us this story. What equipment are you using for your Texas tour? Uh, I had to leave one pedal board behind and it hurts. It hurts Ben. <laughs> Gabe. It feels like I've, I've left, you know, a leg. Does that mean you can't play certain songs or you just have to play them different? I, there's a thing. I was like, I'll just play them different. But there is like a couple songs. I'm like, no, I can't play this song. I mean, you know, people look at my pedal boards and they go, what's with all the pedals? It's too much. It's stupid. But I, I've gotten to this point where I've used all these pedals as songwriting tools. I mean, it's I'm not the edge. But, you know, give me a few more years. And I'll be pretty goddamn close to being 
completely dependent on these things. Kind of, we'll kind see of what like, happens. Kind of like going to a bowling alley without your own bowling balls. No, not not like that at all. <laughs> exactly like that. No. What does your bowling ball smell like? Balls? Cinnamon. Scented scented cinnamon, cinnamon balls. Cinnamon balls. They call them they call gay old cinnamon balls. Cinnamon. <laughs> Here comes old cinnamon balls. So on the plane, Gabe, on the plane I watched May December. May December. What was that? Uh, you forgot about that movie already, huh? Creating a cinephile, Gabe Rodriguez. Ben, did you see this movie he just saw? I kept wanting to. I haven't yet, but on my plane, I watched No Hard Feelings. We can talk about the movie that I know you saw in a theater and warned me against, although said like, it's something to see. And boy, oh boy, was it something to see. On a plane? You watched that on a plane? Yeah, because by the way, this hard R comedy has exactly one hard R scene and it's not even a sex scene. It's Jennifer Lawrence naked yeah. on the beach kick, getting kicked in the in the C word. And the cooch, yeah. I mean, the, <laughs> the stuff that I'm supposed to be offended by, like when I went to go see Saltburn, I'm like, oh, is this geez. what the kids are offended by? Is this what is scandalizing people? I was like, get out of here. So he drinks bathwater. Who cares? Uh, anyway, I saw May, December, and I thought that was far weirder than anything in Saltburn. It was uh, it was good. It's the Julianne Moore, Natalie Portman movie, Gabe. Yeah, I just remembered it. I know what you're talking about. Okay. All right. I, I liked it a lot. And I, I can understand. Yeah, well, I'm a big Todd Haynes fan. I was just trying to figure out why you liked it. And then I watched it. I was like, oh, yeah, this is pretty lurid stuff. This isn't was, that far from Poison Ivy. Hey, it was a big <laughs> story in the news as I was growing up. I remember this. What, Mary hey, Kay? Man. This is this is not a real a true life story, is it? It's, based it's not. On, it's, it's based on loosely based. It's, it's it, yeah. Even the even the nationality. The guy's like, uh, you know, from Hawaii or somewhere. Oh, else. okay, all right, all right. Yeah, I see that. But I don't see race, so you know that that, that flew right by me. I didn't realize. I thought, was, I thought it was Natalie Portman and what's her name getting it on. Oh, you didn't see it. No, you haven't I, seen it yet. I haven't seen it. Oh well, I don't want to ruin it for you, but apparently I have. That's all right. There, there's, there's a lot of subtext uh, and text and uh, meta text and intertext is going Eileen, on between. Is Eileen Portman. also a, sem, a a sort of pseudo lesbian story as well? Eileen, what's that? That's this other new movie that came out this week or last week. Oh yeah, I didn't see that. Oh okay, no, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. Uh, but what we're here to talk about today is the 50th anniversary, as we're recording this, of <laughs> The Exorcist coming out. So we thought it would be a lot of fun to do a commentary for The Exorcist. Are, are you down, Gabe? Are we ready? I don't even know where you're coming from on this idea of a 50th anniversary of the exorcist First 50, all, year, 50 years away <laughs> out of all the things you can and should probably say at this moment why are you saying you don't know where he's coming from he sent you a news clip showing you it premiered 50 years ago today yeah what? you won't even look at news clips about no, the exorcist I'm with the, you're such a freak it's not a news clip it's just a meme no all right, let me 
Let me read some of these texts that uh, went on while I was up in the air and I was not able to receive them. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Gabe, uh, you're finally taking off. Happy 50th anniversary to The Exorcist, released on 12-26-1973, 50 years ago today. So I was like, let's do a commentary. Uh, and then Gabe's like, we are not really Don V anything uh, with the excursus. That's just ridiculous. Like, what? <laughs> I love how you're, I love how you've got something that autocorrects exorcist to a word that I don't think exists in any language. And then he goes, autocorrect. No, <laughs> no, it's not. No exorcist. It's no exorcist. Autocorrect. No exorcist, but it's spelled E X C I R S I S T. Which is not how you spell it, Gabe. Maybe you should watch the movie. And then Ben goes, uh, I don't want to scare you, but it looks like your autocorrect has been taken over by a demon who can't spell. You're right. My autocorrect sucks. But anyway, what makes you think I'm even... You? We would have to sit through the movie and talk about it as it's going on during commentary. I can't yes. sit through that movie. I can't sit through that movie. You can do it. No, I won't sit we'll, for it, and we'll, I won't stand we'll, for it. We'll be with you. <laughs> no. But did you get my text? You don't. You didn't read my text, huh? What did you say? I said, I said for tech reasons, I suggest tonight is not the best night for a commentary. Scott has no mic. I've only got one monitor and perhaps not the best internet connection. Now with this idea that I we're about to, I didn't think there was any inherent entertainment value for well, the listener. Well, that's yeah. That's frequently the case when it comes to my contributions. See, yeah. I, I here's I, an idea: when you tell a story, try to have a point. Okay. Makes it so much more interesting for the listener. I I also read something on Facebook tonight that William Friedkin's Rampage is is finally coming to Blu-ray or something like that. How great is that going to be? I saw finally. it in the theater when it came out. Did you? Well, 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 no. That was 10. Have you ever seen Rampage? No, I've never seen Rampage, which is why I'm excited. Yeah. So Gabe, are you ready? No, to let it all hang out, and I'm, I might have to put my foot down on this thing and say, "Hey, how far are you going to take this bit here?" Because this bit. Well, I was talking about. I was talking about New Year's Eve at the bottom lodge. Oh, but I, if you I thought you were trying to want to continue with the Exorcist. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, am I ready? I have. I last night I watched trains, planes. Sorry, planes, trains, and automobiles. And I was just quoting trains, planes, and automobiles. Were you? What part? Yes. What part? Here's an idea. When you're telling a story, try to have a point. It makes it so much more interesting to the listener. I was supposed you know, to not watch... Not everything is an anecdote. You have to discriminate. I was supposed to watch Pee-wee's Playhouse, but we ended up watching Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. A movie you were supposed seen. to watch Pee-wee's Big Adventure, not Pee-wee's yeah. Presents. That's right. Okay, okay. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. It's still on the list. Pee-wee's Ass House. I've Listen. had it with these fan edits. Did you know there's a fan edit of planes, trains, and automobiles that takes some deleted scenes and sticks them back in? Some big cool. monologue. I'd love to see it. Yeah, okay, great. Well, I'll send you the link. I'm, I like I've, the movie. I've had it. With I'm them. a fan. <laughs> I'm a fan of the movie. All right, so you didn't watch Pee Wee, and you were supposed to watch Pee Wee in preparation for New Year's Eve. There's still so, time. There's still time. Well, well. So as punishment, we're going to watch The Exorcist right now. Fire it up, Ben. <laughs> right. Let's see how it works here.
I'm going to have to minimize my screen as you guys are trying to scare me to death here. Wait a minute. Can we circle back? What did uh, what did and did not the the local age drummer who I think is Ronnie? Is that who's with you in Texas? Ronnie's with me in Texas. He's a uh, he's in a hot tub right now. Again uh, with the it, hot tub. It, it is underwear. Should we just call him Hot Tub Ronnie from now on? Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, you can do that. He's fine with that. But what what equipment did he bring or not bring? Well, he didn't bring a swimsuit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's the end of the year, right? I yeah. mean, today when when this when this airs, it's Friday. It's uh, uh, the twenty ninth, and uh, yeah, another year has passed us by, fellas. Right. This will be our last episode of twenty twenty three, no matter what. That's right. No Is matter right? what. Well, unless Gabe yes. wants to do a no exorcist commentary as a no. bonus, a Gabe's bits. No bits about Gabe's the exorcist. <laughs> Gabe's uh, Gabe's hangings, Gabe's <laughs> droppings. No, <laughs> but but I took a quick look at at the episodes that we've done this year. Uh huh. And I was surprised. I have a terrible sense of time, but I still we did a lot of episodes. We did a lot of episodes, but I'm also surprised some of them feel like we did them three years ago. Right. But at the same time, I feel like wow, this year went by like nothing. Like we did right. like 50 episodes, and I feel like didn't we do more than this? It's weird, isn't that? It, that but that's the way the time time is doing this thing, and I've noticed it since COVID, where it's like it doesn't make any sense. You go, oh, this just this year went by, but then you think about March and you go, wait, that wasn't five years ago. And to me, that's cool. As someone who doesn't want to die, I'm kind of into the idea that like, by the time I am dead, I'll be ready to die. Mm-hmm. It'll be like, wow, let's, let's get this over with. This has been forever. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Does that make sense, Gabe? I have a warped sense of time since COVID. Yes, it's, it's, it's definitely changed things. Uh-huh. But I'd like to call our attention to the first episode we did this year. All right. Episode 99 with a guest that as recently as last week, we both got a text from Gabe saying, is Patty Healy a real person or somebody you just made up? Am I supposed <laughs> to know him? Well, yeah, because we did a fucking show with him this year. Ben, you're reading my mind. I looked at this thing and I said, first of all, we interviewed Pat Healy? Now, were you? Was he saying that about Pat Healy, or was he saying that? I think he meant Jim. Jim Healy. Healy. His name has come up a few times in the last few weeks, but he said Pat Healy. And so he reminds you of who? Tino from it's yes. Uh, you know, my Tino from my life. life. They never show. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. So Pat Healy was the first. Pat Healy told that great, great Spielberg story. And I got a call one morning and my agent said, when do you go to New York? And I said, uh, Thursday. And he said, no, you're not going on Thursday because Steven Spielberg wants to meet you on Thursday. Oh, God. So that, that was like a week ahead of time. And it was like, I, I was like telling the right aid cashiers, you know, that I was going to meet Steven Spielberg. <laughs> right. I mean, it was like, yeah, just going to meet him. And then got on the lot. What Universal. are you buying this gum for? Well, I'm going to meet Steven Spielberg. I mean, it's kind of amazing because the scene and did you did you guys see the Fablemans? Yeah. 
the scene where he's sitting in in the office that he realizes is John Ford's office. Right. Yeah. He, uh, it, with the exception of I knew I was in Steven Spielberg's office, it was it, it was the exact same feeling. Like the hair raised on the back of my neck in that scene. Yeah. You're just sitting there, and suddenly you're just like, you're just fucking. You're in the conference room at, at Amblin. Yeah. And then he walks in, and again, it's like. What? What? And then, you know, maybe there's like two or three minutes. Then just sitting, talking about movies and his movies and our movies and and the post and the character and 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 all of these things. And and, uh, it was like 40, 45 minutes and it was getting towards the end. He had to go take a call. I think his dad was, you know, something one of his dad's doctors or something. His dad, his dad was still alive at that point. His dad was on the set. His dad was a hundred years old. Yeah. He was on set. He's at the monitor. And so, um, so, uh, towards the end of the conversation, I said, so if we do this, cause he had s- sort of said, it's going to be in May and this is happening soon. I said, so, if, so if I do this, it'll be, and he goes, Oh, you're in the movie. I just wanted to meet you. And I started crying uh-huh. involuntarily and he uh-huh. hugged me. <laughs> and he left and the woman from her name escapes me now, but the woman from DreamWorks casting was there who was sort of escorted me into the room. And she said, I've seen this happen so many times. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't remember that? You watched his fucking movie, Gabe. I watched his movie. Yeah. The one where he uh, he's paid to kidnap somebody. OK, OK. You, That's you, Pat Healy. I know, but Ben talks about Pat Healy like we all know him and we're, we're buddies. Or do you talk about Jim Healy? But I, I, we should, we could talk about Pat Healy like he's our buddy because we did have him on the show and he is our buddy. Well, yeah. your, In a show busy way, but for me a little more personal, his brother is Jim Healy, who I work with at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. That's why okay. I know Pat Healy. Well, I Also a real person. Another real person who we've, we've never talked met about him. many times. He hasn't been a guest on the show. That's true. You get the Healy Geelys. Yeah, we should get. We could have him on. Jim was at him. our show in Madison, and we probably introduced the two of you. No, no, definitely not. When I you weren't said, when you weren't sharing uh, a family dinner with my family. They were very generous and gave me half the food on the table. Yeah, I felt like I was good. breaking bread with the risers. You were. You did break bread. Uh, kind of an yeah. Indonesian bread, but bread nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> we also broke a bunch of rules about not eating off of other people's plates, but yeah, <laughs> whatever. COVID was over. Oh, yeah, sure. COVID's still it not a, over. What are you talking it's about? never over. It's Might never be. over, buddy. Oh, I don't it's care what they're telling you in away. Florida. Oh, my God. <laughs> we talked to Alan Epley mm-hmm. this year. This was KY102, and we won this giant thing to open for this band, Shooting Star. And Shooting, yeah, Shooting Star was a band. They had a hit in the seventies. They were like How? the Missouri. They were like Missouri's version of Kansas. They had Is a that guy the who band that had that song called Hollywood. Uh, I don't know that. They had a song that was called everybody thought was Kansas. It goes, "Today may be your last chance to believe in yourself. Your last okay. chance." There's a fiddle in it. It, everybody thought it was. Everybody was sure it was Kansas. It's not Scott, Kansas. Scott, you're it's, you're right. There is a song called Hollywood by Shooting Star. Okay, but is so that the same Shooting Star that he's has to be? Seventies. The lyrics. Yeah. yeah, dude, I was obsessed with that Hollywood song by Shooting Star. That's it didn't it. sound like Kansas though. It almost sounded like 
Triumph or something. It was yeah. They were a band that didn't. I could see that different songs. Wait, sound, kind of what's sounding. the? Do you remember what the name of that song is, Alan? Last Chance. Okay, let's listen to it. <laughs> I mean, if we're gonna go for it, we might as well. Go I think we should. I recognize the riff. You know the the, the hook there. You do? I, oh, I yeah. don't recognize that. I Why? listen to the loop at work every day. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fiddle. Well, it sounds, yeah, sounds like it would be Kansas. When the stranger came to town, all the people walked <laughs> with wonder. In the it's mysterious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is definitely the Hollywood band. Imagine this at Memorial Hall in Kansas City. So they probably played Hollywood, too. You got to hear Hollywood live. Hell, yeah. I I mean, I guess. (laughs) It's about to turn on right here, y'all. Stand by. You know this, Gabe? When it gets to the chorus, it's going to sound like Triumph. It does sound like Triumph here. Yeah, I know this. That's what I'm saying. Talk to Gene Ambo, and and uh, he he definitely picked Iron Maiden. Get this out of the way right away. There's no reason to belabor this. There shouldn't be much doubt in anybody's mind. Iron Maiden or the replacements? Pardon me? <laughs> Iron Maiden or the replacements? Who's better? Oh, oh, Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. Okay. And I, right. I am a huge Tommy Stinson fan, so. Oh, you are. Okay, well, that's yeah. good. Th- that gives in other a words, bit- In other words, you have room for both bands in your life. I am not afraid. That's good because Gabe is definitely afraid. He doesn't have any room for replacements in his life. We've been trying, but nothing. No, I'm although I actually haven't listened to a Maiden record honestly in probably decades. So I probably, if I had the choice right now, it would shut up, Gabe. Tell us about Walter, Gabe. About ha- having him on, what 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 kind of weird circle that closed for you? What I remember most about that episode was something about how I never got a chance to thank him for writing the intro to my book, the right. book about my good and plenty zine. Yeah, I sure. brought that up a number of times during that <laughs> show. <laughs> and then that's the running joke. Anytime I run into him or see him, I never get to say thank you. I'm never going to do it because that's the joke. I'm going to take it to my grave. I'm going to see you. Yeah, but... Yeah, but Walter doesn't understand that you're that there is a joke. You know, you're like going, "Hey, we have this joke." No, you have a joke. Walter has no idea. I that thanked this is him the on joke. paper, an email. I thought, but somebody said I never thanked him. You anyway. said it. Here's what happened during the interview. You said, "Walter, I know I never got to thank you for writing this great intro." And then a couple minutes later, I said, "Why didn't you ever get to thank Walter for this interview?" And you were like, oh, "For the intro," and you were like, "I don't know." Between the two, who would you pick? The replacements uh-huh. or Iron Maiden? Replacements. Oh, Ooh. no. 
Give me a, give me a hard one. I was on a roll. <laughs> exactly, my friend. I was on a Ben. What'd you pick, I'm Ben? Gonna, Did you pick replacements? Gabe, I want to ask you. I have a question for you. At the beginning of this interview, you uh, were talking about Walter's intro to your book, and you said, "I never got a chance to thank you for this." How, why? How have you not had a chance to thank him for this intro? Uh, right. I don't right, think Gabe. we. I don't think we talked. Uh, you know, we we communicated by email mostly. And uh-huh. uh, it just came. It, it got me by surprise when uh, when it when I got the text of it before the print. Uh-huh. And I don't think I ever got a chance to to say thanks for what you wrote. I don't think I did. So you had right. his email. How is that? What kind of a thing is that? What kind of a way is that to treat your? <laughs> Have you ever written a thank you note? What, what, what if somebody get, sends you a Christmas card? Do you ever give them a thank you note? Mm. Hey, hey, wait. That's low blow there. But I, I just felt like. Uh, I didn't know you well enough to just go out on my way and write an email saying thanks, but I guess I should have. I guess I should have said, hey, this was pretty cool of you to, hey, to take your time. Hey, you, you, thank you. It was implied. It was, it was, <laughs> and, and I, and it wasn't some like, oh, I'm going to be a nice guy to, to Gabe and be a nice guy. I was honored to do it. So, you know, the, the, that of all the, the bands and things that you did, which was so extensive and I think so, cool and and really is an interesting artifact on that time like uh, that i was the one that you would ask to write something like that it was an honor for me so i thank you and i, I think i might even wrote you a note about that to be honest gabe oh i don't know if i have the email i'll have to look look back <laughs> you're, a, but, uh, you're a thoughtless prick. Was- <laughs> what's the best premiered in february of this year, February 24th, with our What's the Best Cover? What's the best? So we've been flogging this fucking horse since then? <laughs> well, it's interesting. We didn't immediately keep going with it, because the next couple episodes, maybe three, four, five. It's not... That was episode 106, and it, and it doesn't make another appearance until episode 113. Oh, with the U2 one? Yeah. With my mood. Yeah. Can, can, can we all you bet on what Gabe's favorite YouTube song is? <laughs> I have I no idea I what know. you're going to guess. Mahmood, what do you think it's going to be? I think it's going to be uh, either Bullet the Blue Sky or Sunday Bloody Sunday. Ben? Great picks. Ben? Uh, I will follow. And Scott? I am going with... Shit, I'm gonna I'm gonna go obvious. I'm gonna go with or without you. All right, the two people, the one person I've known my all of my adult life, the person I met two years ago, way off. But my mood, <laughs> you, you picked two songs there. I remember this song when I was in high school, and watching them play it live at Red Rocks on MTV, oh, and him Sunday. with that big ass flag holding it up or whatever, the white flag or whatever it was. Sunday Bloody it's Sunday. White. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe the news today. Okay. The, another reason that this song hits me hard is because back in the day when I used to tech for the guys on, you know, when I was touring with the guys, I would the guys get in behind YouTube the kit. Or Elevation America. <laughs> yes. Right. He's touring with the guys on YouTube. <laughs> me and Paul McGinnis are yes. touring. <laughs> I would get behind the kit at, at the local eight shows and do the drum checks. The, you know, <laughs> the. And I would be hitting that bass drum, boom, 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 boom. And then Scott would go into it. 
You'd go into Sunday Buddy Sunday. Oh, yeah. All the time. Every time. Uh. Like at Madison Square Garden, I'd do it, you know, and, and all these places. And it's like, I got good memories of that song. It's just, and then, is that Edge singing back up? Edge. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or is it Smith? Call him Ed. Call him Ed. Call Edge. Edge. The Ed. Fake Edge. Edge. Edge Sheeran. Yeah. Uh oh. Pizza. Well, let's not skip over some of these episodes we just yeah. skipped over. I can barely remember some of these episodes. Well, I can barely remember some of these people too. I'm going to be honest with you. As long as we're <laughs> as long as we're coming. Clean I know, but is, do we do we say do we say something like who is Jim Rota? No. <laughs> yeah, we know who Jim Rota is. You just don't know who anybody is. <laughs> but now Jim Rota, Jim Rota does like um, he does like uh, video stuff. He does like Jim Rota is a mover and a shaker, huh? Yeah, Jim Rota is a mover and a shaker. He does all that Dave Grohl stuff. Right, but he's not the same guy that we interviewed a little bit later on who's uh, an editor of trailers. No, that was Todd Phillips who not used the, to Not play. that Todd Phillips and not the other Todd Phillips. Right, no. This Todd, our Todd this Phillips. This Todd Phillips. Now you're out there, you're, you're sort of David Yao's brother in law. Yeah, time. yeah, my sister and Yao have been together for, God, almost 17 years now which i can't believe um yeah how hard, he, how hard was that to get used to well <laughs> it was hard i mean you i took him to a look late show at the knitting factory do you remember that you guys did, i did um, yeah 25 or 6 to 4 i think that's right <laughs> um <laughs> and he and i were definitely just party buddies we were going out every single fucking night and getting into lots of trouble and <laughs> I, um, I went on vacation one summer and came home and they were a couple and I, at first I was just like fuck like I'm not gonna be able to like do shit with you anymore like you know because he'd have to right. tell my sister everything uh, but it's been great I mean he's, <laughs> right. he's part of the family it's amazing you know and, yeah I remember that night you guys showed up and I was like hey get out here and let's play Let's play a song. He was like, well, what do you want to play? I, I don't know. Let's, let's do 25 or 624. He goes, I, I don't know how to sing that. Well, <laughs> I think he only knew the first line. And yeah, I go, you know, just get out there and yow it up. You know, don't worry about it. Yeah, that was amazing. Todd, have you played shows with Scott before? Because I know, you know, you guys crossed paths over the years. Uh... Here's what we did. We, uh, we toured when he was in Triple Fast. Right. Toured together. Um... And then we played a Juliana show at the X Games in Crested Butte, Colorado. And right. I think Scott flew out and played guitar for that I gig. Flew out and played guitar, and you you taught me how to ski. I did teach you how to ski. That was a blast. Yeah, yeah. it was a lot of fun. Um, I mean, by teaching me how to ski, you you took me up to the, the highest <laughs> there, and then you pushed you... me off. Yeah. Do you remember they gave us those little ski like, You'll blades? Be okay. They gave us those little mini skis. I, Do you remember I, that thing? The snowblades, I still have them. I love them. <laughs> I have them too. All right, so Gabe, are you ready for your question to, to go over? I'm like delaying because I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm going to be out. Uh, you you can do whatever you want. So we ask all our guests if they had to choose between two bands. Oh, this is going to be so embarrassing for <laughs> Gabe. 
one could no longer be in your collection. They don't have you don't have room for them. The other one is, is all you can play. Between the replacements and Iron Maiden. Oh my God! It's not as easy as it sounds. That you know, Iron Maiden is up for the whole. Whoa, 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 whoa. Stasha! Hey, what's the matter with you? <laughs> this is hilarious. This is hilarious because I've done many podcasts, and the ones that I do that are, are about music, I preface it by saying, before we get into this. I don't like the replacements, and I, and I don't like Joni Mitchell. So you have to know that. All right. Because, See, Scott? Um, you fucker. Oh, man. Speaking of gets, this was a good one. Jimmy Flemian from the Frogs. Yes. How did that yeah. happen? Do you remember how that happened? I, I remember exactly how it happened. It was your hard work, Scott Lucas. You got oh, yeah. asked to uh, open for him, and even even though you weren't ready oh, to play the gig, that. you were like, "Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I won't." But in the meantime, can we? Can you please come on the show? Anyway, uh, we, you were talking about heavy metal, and yeah. uh, we have a running question that we run on, we ask on the podcast of all the guests. Like, it, okay. if you had to pick between two bands. That you could not live without. You could you could only listen to one band for the rest of your life, either The Replacements or Iron Maiden. And you had to choose one. Which would you pick? Well, how about this? <laughs> well, you you react to this, but I I I I never uh, I never followed either one. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great answer. That's a great answer because I. No, I mean, I mean, I, and. Uh, and I think uh, maybe recently or not too long ago, once in a while, something will come on uh, on the radio, and I'll 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 hear it's Iron Maiden. You know, the same way I, I you know I'd seen. Uh, I mean, if uh, if I had to pick, I, you know, it's, you know, nothing against the replacements either. I mean, I know that the one song, whatever the whatever whatever their big uh, hit was. I mean, what's their big hit? The replacements. You know, if uh, a good question. About, you and you know, I'm talking about. I'll not, be you. you. Know, I'll you, be you. I'll be you. Yeah, I mean that's a great song or whatever. And for you people who can't see this audio only podcast, Scott's doing some major pro- product placement right now. He's got. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> liquid death. Does, is there any taste to that stuff? Is it just water in a can? It's water. <laughs> it's it tastes water, like water, Gabe. Then why do they call it liquid death? It's watery. It's more watery than water. Because think of the think of the market. Yep. Think of the people yep. who would buy something called Liquid Death, even if it was only water. What about water out of box? <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's a little weird. Do you remember interviewing Brendan Kelly last week, Gabe? Gabe, I remember. Oh, so you week? do remember? You do remember? I just wanted to check. I remember it because he was pretty hostile. <laughs> <laughs> to, to my favorite pick of uh, Christmas songs, and he went straight for the jugular and said, rocking yeah. around the Christmas tree. What's that song? Because Christmas is not cool. Christmas is nice, right? Christmas mm-hmm. is nice. It is a family thing. It is a community thing. But there's nothing cool or edgy about Christmas at all. Right. So with that in mind, Rocking around the Christmas tree can really go fuck itself hard. Okay? 
because there's nothing rocking about Christmas. I put Jingle Bell Rock in that same category where it's just like, what are you trying to do here? And how very not hard are you trying to do it? Because neither of those songs rock at all. I didn't know he was that serious about hating Christmas. Yeah, it's like what Scott did to me with Bruce Springsteen. I never in a million years thought anyone would say Santa Claus is coming to town. Springsteen Live 75 is something to be scorned. It, it's not good. I mean, come on. It's you great. Really, it is not you, good. It's great. You it's really think you can defend class. that? It's, Everyone. It's but, but, but by the way, this is no 2% silent minority. There isn't anybody okay. backing you up on that call, except for Brendan, who was backing us up on all our calls. Is that uh, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure Gabe hates it too. Gabe that's, doesn't know it. Saxophone player singing back up on that thing. Yeah. Clarence Clemens. That's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. Samuel Langhorn Clemens or whatever his name everybody, is. Everybody, everybody who really cares about rock and roll hates that. Nonsense. Where's this alleged pizza you got? What's over there? You're not gonna eat while we talk? It's, uh, it's like jalapeno onion and spinach pizza. Oh, it does it? It fuck it fucked up. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, it looks great. That's <laughs> look really good. It's great. You didn't ask Ronnie what kind of pizza he likes before you ordered that? I did ask, yeah. I, I asked him, and he said he wants those things that, that are on it. Jalapenos, onions, spinach. So why is he complaining about it now? He's not complaining. Oh, He's just okay. dripping. He's standing here dripping in his underwear. We, I, we we really should get him on the show. I want to hear about a guy who always makes a beeline for a hot tub or a sauna or a jacuzzi, but doesn't ever bring proper attire. He forgets. He forgets. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we haven't yet got Steve Harris on the show, but we got Tommy Stinson. Mm-hmm. So that's something. Now, Gabe, do you think you can work on Steve Harris? We've got Freddie Herrera as well. But, yes, Tommy Stinson was a pretty big get. Pretty big get. Steve Harris, not going to happen. I think so. I think people of a certain age, over like 47, (laughs) don't respect Iron Maiden. I'm over 47. You're over 47. Yeah, what are you talking about? 52. I, I don't know. A certain number. There's a certain number, like the Mendoza line. If you're older than this, you have no respect for Maiden after 82 for some reason. What is the Mendoza line? It's the the baseball batting average. It's a baseball batting average of 200. It's like bad, but not good. But does that make any sense to you, Gabe? Since Iron Maiden is the... They've been around a little longer than the replacements, right? So it should be the older crowd who's more into them. No... The people that are pioneers in their craft that are 52 and older appreciated Iron Maiden until 1982 and a half after Number of the Beast. And they said, that's it. I can't take it anymore. I'm going to ride this wave. And the replacements came in and swooped out, swooped them out. So really? Yes. Is that what you think? I'm against the whole concept of that, but it happened. I see. I'm going to bring back the wave, the British heavy metal wave. You're going to bring that back? Yes. Along okay. with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> oh, really? Is, is that what you're going to do? But you still don't have any room in your uh, your collection, right? 
No, there's no room in my collection for replacements. There never will be. I'm against them. <laughs> really? Tommy, what do you think about that? <laughs> A load of hoo-ha. <laughs> what are your knuckleheads getting into? Holy shit. <laughs> Oh yeah, so looking for Scott. Uh, looking for Scott, and I ended up with uh, Benjamin. Yes, oh, that's that's why I get confusing. I, there's a bunch of Bens in my email thread. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> anyone? Any Bens as cool as me? Who else? You got Ben? Oh, no, they're all there? they're all getting they're all getting deleted as we speak, um, <laughs> self included. I think. Uh, yeah, thanks. What's going on? It's happening, fellers. How are you doing, Tommy? Damn. I'm good, kind of. So you these know? guys didn't know you were coming on, and we were just having this thing on every episode. We have the argument about replacements versus Iron Maiden. So Ben yeah. there is the replacements guy, and Gabe there is the guy who has no room in his collection for the replacements. <laughs> yeah. And he was just talking about just now when you By came on. Understandable. But then, of course, there's Gabe's favorite. My and, favorite. And... And our most popular episode of the year. By how much? Bring By your daughter lot? to the slaughter? <laughs> the Kyle Kinane. Kyle Kinane. Ah, episode. yes. That was one of the funniest episodes. I thought last week was pretty funny. You didn't listen to it, but it was it was funny. When I was making uh, edit notes, I was cracking up. My favorite part is when I'm trying to figure out Alan Cumming. And then finally I say, Alan Cumming. And then <laughs> Brandon goes, okay. <laughs> There's a Joel Gray song. Do you guys know this thing? No. Who's that? Joel Gray. You don't know Joel Gray? Jennifer Gray's dad, Joel Gray from Cabaret. No. I'm very much same in uh, no. Right. Gen no Jennifer. Jennifer Gray's dad. That's such a like <laughs> such a distinctive signpost. Uh, so uh, Joel, so Broadway legend Joel Gray, also amazing screen actor, but he's the he's the MC in Cabaret in the movie version, the Bob Fosse Joel Gray. Like he's I've synonymous. never seen Cabaret, and it's a major blind spot for me. I, okay. I'm aware, but uh, no, I didn't know that. Well, he. Uh, I know who you're talking about now. He's also the star sort of, of like amazing. The pre of what's his face? What's the the guy? Who's the Dang. musical guy who's got his own club downtown? Was he yeah. eyes wide shut? He's got a song that he recorded when he was 19 years old, and it's called "I'm Gonna Put Some Glue Around the Christmas Tree So Santa Claus Will Stick Around All Year." Which Ooh, is just I, I, I don't even know this song. I know. How come you keep picking songs that nobody knows? Alan Cumming. Okay. His well, Kyle Kinane, you listen to that over and over and over because it seemed to, uh, I don't know, confirm something about you that, that you've long suspected or tried to convince other people of? That nobody can make myself laugh more than myself? Sure. If you have <laughs> to go around that, but the, that you think you're funny. That too. And from a comedian to say something and anything, acknowledge my attempt at humor, uh -huh. whether it's at, uh, in uh, on purpose or not. I think I, I broke through a little bit there. 
the, to the fellow comedians out there. Not, not that I'm a comedian whatsoever. I'm not. I'm not oh, a comedian. Oh, man. Nor do I pretend you to be one on TV. really live in your own little world, don't you? <laughs> yes, I do. Ask my wife. Uh-huh. She'll tell you. Yeah. So here we go. So this is this is another podcast just out in the wild talking about us, which I think is exciting. And but it's funny. nice that it's somebody that we actually like and respect. Sure. So this is what you're about to hear, Gabe. All right. You should share it. I I'm did a... share it. How am I supposed to know what this is? <laughs> well, how am I supposed to know fuck? what this Okay, here we go. Shh, what, shh, what is a text? I don't know what texts are. Yeah. yeah oh, this band called Dirty Fences I like a lot. He's talking about okay. m- music he likes now or listening to. I started listening to... I haven't listened to Material Issue in a long time. I started listening to them again. Chicago band. Okay. There was, uh, yeah, some podcast. <laughs> some podcast. I think it's, oh, I forget what it's called. It's the dude from Local H. This guy's Scott from Local H. Mm-hmm. Another guy from bands, and then this, this third dude is just the most Chicago guy that just sounded like he's kind of clueless. And he's like, "What are we? What, what's going on there? Oh yeah, that guy. Oh yeah, that guy. He played bass. I think he played bass a couple times in a band. <laughs> like just kind of a silly guy in the background. And I've been listening to that show a little bit, and they were talking about material issue and kind of going over all these old. Because Chicago, wow, this really turned into a music podcast today, Dave. If we oh, that's to all right. okay. All right, so yeah. when I first listened to him talk about us, I was like, "Is he? Oh, the Chicago guy? He's talking about Zelenko because Zelenko talks like a hey, like you know, he's got that Chicago thing." Um, but I realized that he's talking about you, Gabe. You're the clueless Chicago guy who doesn't know what's going on. That's you. <laughs> and the point it's is, a, is you're willful about it. It's a caricature of me. Well, it's great. Like it's it's actually making a, an impression on people. A professional, a professional comedian thinks You're like, that's good stuff. That's comedy gold. Yeah, that's the, like guy, the, the guy who's an idiot is funny. You know, I got to say, for as much as we tease Gabe about him not listening or remembering things, I there were some people that got mentioned in these year end, they're gone. And I was like, wait a second, they died? And like, I know earlier in the year, I must have known, like, I completely forgot that tina turner died and i was like no she didn't die and i was like wait wait we talked about it and everything yeah tina turner died wow that was so weird because like it was it was last year right that that hbo documentary about her was out and i was watching it and i was like that's it she's done this documentary is her way of saying i'm out everybody goodbye do you guys know this actor who died last week maybe andre brower was on Homicide and then on that um, Brooklyn 999 or something. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't know him, but I, I know his work. I've seen him in some things. Yeah, I used to, he used to live in Park Slope when I was there. I used to see oh, him. really? I didn't know him, know him either, but I used to see him on the streets. I used to see him. I used to see Steve Buscemi and um, John Turturro. Those three guys used to be wandering around. Never seen Trees Lounge? Yeah. That is a great movie. Yeah. If I were going to make a movie, it'd be just like Trees Lounge. Gabe, if you were going to make a movie, what would it be like? It would be my childhood childhood growing up. Between the ages of 13 and 15. 
I don't know. What, 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 are, we talking what about? are some of the key events <laughs> that happened in those two years? Yeah. Like Gabe Rodriguez's Wonder Years. Yes. Baseball, you know, Little League baseball, bowling. Running. You were doing Little League baseball in, at 13? I played it up until fifth, actually 16. Uh-huh. I, I quit playing competitive bowl, uh, baseball my sophomore year of high school. I was, a, because... I was a starting pitcher in Zion Benton High School in our sophomore uh, year. Starting pitcher. I got recruited. What happened? I missed. You could have went concerts. all the way. I missed two concerts that summer. I missed Dag Nasty and I missed DRI. And I said, no F more. this shit. No I more. go concerts. Yeah. And the coach asked me to cut my hair. And I said, uh, uh, that's the final you. straw. That's the final yeah. straw. So it is like Days and Confused. Totally. I'm not going to sign that paper. I might play next year, but I'm not going to sign this. But I will never sign that. <laughs> hey, that's what I, I'm in. I'm I'm in the hood. I'm in Austin. Back tomorrow, there's going to be a party at the Moon Tower. <laughs> Gabe, were your ears ringing a few nights ago? Uh, m- me and my family went bowling, and your name came up that. many times. During the course of oh, yeah? one hour at the bowling alley. What'd you say? It's like, here's how Gabe would have done it. And then I did not what Gabe would have done. I played with bumpers all night. You bowled with bumpers? bumpers? Fuck what kind yeah. of man are you? Uh, I'm that kind of man. <clears throat> well, Life doesn't give you bumpers. No, bumpers is like, no. That's like a capo. Can I tell you, guitar. this was one of these newfangled no, it's bowling not. alleys. <laughs> no, it's not. I know it's not. I was, I was just saying that. It's like something. Oh, that does look like good pizza. Wow. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Really good. But Gabe, have you seen these new strings? Thing? This is a brand new bowling alley that we went yes. to. Did they have yeah, string pins? strings. The pins are on strings. That's, That's the stupidest thing I ever saw in my yeah. life. It's controversial in the bowling community. But the, the, the United States Bowling Congress did authorize the use of strings to be used in competitive play and be authorized, you know, be sanctioned. So, yes. Wait, hold on. How do you personally do you, feel about it, though? The United States Bowling Congress? Yes. The you USBC, motherfucker. <laughs> All right, go on. Scott, you went you went to my ceremony when I was <laughs> part, <laughs> part of that, you know, part of that thing. Remember? I don't remember. You remember. You and Justine no, Duffy, you were my guest. Oh, no, I, I don't know. I, I don't remember. I mean, maybe it happened. I don't remember. Are you telling me if you got inducted into some kind of class of, you know, your peers in the Chicago rock scene and I went to it and five years later, I don't remember going to it. You're not going to feel weird about it? First of all, it's never going to happen. Second of all, <laughs> No. Anyway, the United States Bowling Congress Wait, did authorize. Let's go back the use to this ceremony, though. Was everybody? Did you have to dress up? Were you wearing a suit and tie? Yes, I did a speech in front of all my peers in, in Lake County Bowling Association. Yeah, he's he's a big shit over and there. I was I was inducted into the Lake County Bowling Hall of Fame. Is it on video? Can we get the audio of that? I would love to listen to that speech. Uh, I screwed the speech up. I, I had a whole story. I was going to talk. I'd love to I listen gonna, to it. I was going to say something about. My growing up and getting into all kinds of things, and I just totally riffed and stopped my speech after like the second paragraph and said, "Nope, I'm not going to do it." And I just winged it, and I hope I did okay. Was it because I was doing like the blowjob thing in the front row? 
I don't know. I, uh, I, Scott, had, what is it in, in uh, Raiders where the girl closes her eyes and she's got stuff written on her eyelids? I, I love you, written on her eyelids. I was just like, mm. Anyway, the string bowling, I've never done it before. I want to do it. It's and it's supposed to be okay, but it's not the, it's not exactly the same. It's a little easier. Yeah. So what do they do? I, they just they yank it up. Yeah, yeah they, they yank it up. It's like a, it's like a marionette version of a of 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 the bowling pins. And it they do this weird thing like some of the pins don't go down, but they count them as down if there's some vibration in the string. Is that what you understand, Gabe? Because that's no, what... no, that that that's part of the bumpers or, or something. I never heard of that. Oh, the, nobody else was fun. playing. Nobody else was playing with bumpers, and I saw my kids were getting higher scores than it looked like they should have been getting, and they were like, "Yeah, it's because it because the string tells you if the if a regular pin would have gone down without the string or something like that." Really, I never heard of this before. I have to check it out. Hmm. Uh. I've seen it before. I've never bowled with it before, but that's, that's my story. Okay. It's a good story. Not really. Top news items of 2023, honestly. But back to the people we lost. The big one for me was, was Rick Froberg. Rick Froberg. And all of us. I mean, I I know that was uh, the big one. Yeah. The shock. Yeah. It came all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, well, no, nobody knew, but I, I guess he had some kind of heart condition, and and boom, it came out, and I was like, oh my gosh, what's this? Right. I'll never forget where I was. Hey, will you reveal that to us now? <laughs> oh, you want to hear? Uh, I was in Louisville, downtown Louisville, at this bar. I forget the name. And. Uh, and I got the text from you, like, yeah, just this came from uh, John Reese. Right. Like, oh, damn it. Damn we're it. Old. We're all getting older, but that was a big one. Gabe, everybody, everybody's getting older. There's nobody on the face of the planet that's getting younger. Yeah, but we're getting closer to the other side. Some of us closer than the others. The other side? <laughs> What's on this other side? The other side of life. I hope Linda Blair is waiting for you on the <laughs> other side. But but speaking of, we were we were talking about Major League Base players having been on the show or not on the show yet. We we also had Greg Norton from Husker Du. That's a huge that was a huge get for us. Yeah, that was a huge get. Yeah. So that we was had a turning point. Yeah. Oh, what do you yes, mean? It kind of point you listening to Who's Could Do? Yes, that too. Like pre Who's Could Do and post Who's Could Do. At fifty one okay. years old. All right. Yes, I'm a late I'm a late comer. But anyway. So what was the turning point? It kind of turned our focus onto different things at that point in our podcast. We just I was on a Who's Could Do kick for, for weeks. Who's Could Do? Not Husker. Is it Husker? Nebraska Husker. 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 Get some chutzpah to call it Husker. Same after a game. I know. Do you remember? The game? That's, That's the, name the name of the game. game. Speaking of games, listen to this. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn the whole the whole thing over. Do it. I, Do it. I got for Christmas. This is what I got. And Scott, listen, you're gonna appreciate it. We're this. not supposed to talk about Christmas anymore. Yes, we are. No more this, this, is, the, right. this is the Christmas Go. hangover episode. All right, but what'd hey, you get for Christmas? Is this a game you can bring for us to play live at the G-Man next week? 
Ooh, I would nice like plug. to. I really would like to, but it's it's not the kind of game you can kind of have fun with outside of the group that you're playing. Hmm. And Scott walked away, but he can still hear us. Yeah, he's mobile. I got the Iron Maiden Monopoly. Oh, oh. man. <laughs> Heidi did a, she did the best she's ever done this year for Christmas. But that means you have to play Monopoly. No one likes to play Monopoly. Do you forget who you're talking to? You know my nickname is Greedy Gate. That's yeah, my but... favorite game growing up. I Do love you Monopoly. play Monopoly with a monocle? No. Well, you but should. you should Why see not? you should see these game pieces. There's an albatross. There's a base. Wow. There's a, a, a half stack or like a, a, a stack of amplifiers. I haven't is opened a, the box yet. Is there a biplane? I don't know if there's a plane. But I'm telling you. Are you going to open the box? Or are you going to keep it new in box? To I'm, I'm going to op- I'm going to open a box. I'm going to open a box, but I want to play with people, a bunch of people. You know, it's you got to share this game, and I want I can't wait to see the properties on this game. You know, what twenty two Acacia Avenue? I'm buying it. What is the uh, What is the Iron Maiden reference to Albatross? It's the rhyme of the ancient mariner. The rhyme of the ancient mariner. Don't you know the story? Albatross is a bird of good omen. Oh, good omen. And then he shoots it out of the sky, hangs around his neck. The dead around bird his is neck, hung. the dead bird, the dead bird is hung. <laughs> okay. Open this box. Fast if you dealing. kill an albatross, is it still a good omen? No, that's when everything goes back. Ah, okay. I gotta listen Open to this. this box. I want to see great. this money. What the heck is like money? Ripping yarn. Ooh, look at this money. It's based on a Samuel T. Colbridge poem. Yes, I've heard tell. Look at this. Where's all the pieces? Ooh, they got a book. Oh, it's a game board. <laughs> Imagine book. that. Game with a game board. Let me open this money. What kind of money is it? Eddie Bucks? Is it Eddie Bucks? What I used to do when I was younger, I'd buy two Monopolies and have twice as much money. This is Ed Dollars. Monopoly Where's money. Fives. Ones. It's got the Sinjitsu face on it, the Eddie, the ten dollar monopoly. Well, Kiss must have their own monopoly. You were saying no. Oh metal yeah, bands. Kiss, Kiss has got to have it. Yeah, Kiss isn't metal. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I wow. said it. Where's wow, Herbert? Wow, wow. is Kiss metal, Scott? No, not really. Is there a Misfits monopoly? No, but I mean, God of Thunder is a metal song. God gave rock and roll to you. Is another that's metal. a cover. That's a cover. Is, is it? What about uh what's that disco song? I was made for loving you. No, well, remember uh earlier this year, Rick Ness tried to convince us that that was a cover. Right. 
by Menudo. <laughs> so I'm in the Spanish class and this Menudo song is playing and all of a sudden they get to the chorus and it's do, 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 <laughs> and, and I'm sitting next to this friend of mine. We look at each other. We're like, that's how it was made for loving you. Right. um, And then I was like, wow, what a bizarre coincidence. Like how like the same exact melody. And I never thought very much of it after that. And then. So that song was before I was made for loving you. um, Let me put this myth to bed. I just looked it up. The American boy band Menudo covered the song. I was made for loving you in Spanish as Fui Hecho Para Amarte on their Xanadu <laughs> album in 1981. Now who feels stupid, Rick Ness? Oh, okay. So now it was actually a school, cover? Professor Ness. But this... Wait, yes. we... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this is very... Excuse me, <laughs> Professor Ness. I think you're wrong about this story. <laughs> about the Menudo kiss story? Um... A lot of time has passed since I heard, I understand. I heard that song. <laughs> a lot it was of time has passed. It was an actual cover. Story. <laughs> for, yeah. for some reason, my fourteen-year-old mind didn't register that as a cover. Oh, I, I thought it was just them like, ripping up. It's because of the the language barrier, um, clearly. But but still, you know that that Desmond Child has something to do with that. <laughs> yes, and he was he was picking he was the songs from a new. Ooh, 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 ooh. You guys hear this? Yeah. What do I hurry, right? I mean, I am. <laughs> yeah, you didn't pick this up that this is a cover. <laughs> it wasn't. Yes, I saw Barbie. Barbie, yes. I barely remember it. I barely remember it. You barely remember Barbie. So maybe that's the problem. It was just, it was a trifle. That really didn't matter. Is that what you're trying to say? I just wasn't the target audience. I didn't, you know, I, I understand the dudes tried to take over and then they didn't. And uh, that, that was the movie. Not that it was bad. It was just. And you didn't like the musical scene. The I'm no, Ken. I hated watching that. Uh, to me, the that's the best part of the whole. That's the best part of the whole movie. The, what was the song the I'm kept Ken singing? musical scene. I'm Ken. No, no, no. The other one. They were singing a song, the popular song. Oh, uh, I want to push song? you around and I will. That one? Was that it? Yeah. I yeah, said, yeah, that was it. Yeah. Well, mm. or the uh, Indigo Girls. Oh, yeah, that was good. I mean, Ben, you know, you, you're in the biz. Yeah. In the rear view, how does Barbie loom? Well, I'll, here's, here's what I think of in the movie biz, that despite the best efforts of theater chains and movie studios and streaming platforms, they still haven't found a way to kill the concept of going to the movies. People will still go no matter how badly you try to fuck them once they're there. Speaking of which, I'll always remember this as the year that you tried uh, unsuccessfully three times to see Killers of the Flower Moon and enjoy it in its entirety. That was my white whale. That was the... The thing I wrestled with, people go, hey, you see Killers of the Flower Moon? I say, I saw it four times, motherfucker. And they're like, four times? You must really liked it. Eh, I don't know about that. It's great. 
All right, let's just come out and say it. Killers of the Flower Moon is great. Is it a good time at the movies? No. Would but I it's say a it's a good time at the movies? Would you recommend to me? Does Scott like it? Can I sit through it? Does Scott dig Killers of the Flower Moon? <laughs> With the air quotes? Yeah. I'd like to see it. Well, then you like should it. see it. I don't want to see it in the theater because I'm never going to stay awake. I want to see it when it comes to Netflix. Well, it's going to be on Apple. Do you have Apple? Yes, I do. I watched the morning show. Uh, I let it expire. I didn't oh. do the whole thing because I, I, that's the only thing I watched was the morning show. Yeah. When I had COVID Jack- for a month. Jackass. <laughs> There's a pretty good Godzilla TV series on Apple now. Oh, I want to watch that. Oh, this is also the year when people lost their mind over a fucking Godzilla movie. Now, see, you you people are starved. You people need to just get a hold of yourselves. Starve for Godzilla. It's the year that um, a franchise that I had given up long ago came around for one last time and managed to achieve salvation. Transcendence? Transcendence, a salvation, and maybe Star came Trek. up with the best ending to a franchise film series that I can possibly think of. Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy. That was fantastic, but that's even I am not thinking about that because I refuse to believe that that franchise is over. I need some more. Guardians oh, of the I know what we got. We were talking about Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Indiana Jones oh. and the Dial of Destiny. You know what I watched for the first time in 30 years, 40 years, however long it's been? Your mouth? Because it's leaving Criterion at the end of the month. That's funny what you said. Um, <laughs> what, I don't even know what it's called. I can never remember the name of this movie. With Christopher Walken and Natalie Wood. Brainstorm? Brainstorm. Brainstorm. We just, we just talked about this last week. We did? Brainstorm. That's the movie that Natalie Wood and Christopher oh, right, Walken right. We were fucking on. Yeah, yeah. And then they were all partying on right. Wagner's boat. Next thing you know, yeah, Natalie Wood is uh, in the water. <sighs> yeah, from Beretta. <laughs> from your no, favorite movie, I'm not, Miracle I'm not, on Thirty Fourth Street. I'm not doing this again. <laughs> no, I'm looking at. The, the one event of the year that maybe is the most memorable for the host of the show, the REM draft day with Jason Narducci. Yes, that was a good day. Very good day. Now, are they touring that thing now? See, I don't want to talk about that. Let's talk about when I was involved. <laughs> okay. okay, nonsense. <laughs> yeah, and M- Mike Mills showed up and he was... It was cool and it was it was fun. We had a great time and we we hung out and shot the shit. Uh that was that was one of those things that was like, you know, I was walking on cloud nine for at least a week or two, just like, wow, that actually happened. 
And it's a big deal to me. And and, and it's one of those things that it, it doesn't bother me if I'm a nerd about stuff. I, I like being a fan and I want to be a fan. Uh, I mean, I started a band because I'm a fan, you know? I mean, it's, I don't think I'm a, never thought I was a genius. I just you know, wanted to play music and, you know, be around other musicians and hopefully be in the same room as musicians I love as much as, you know, somebody like Mike Mills. So that was great. That was a lot of fun. Good times. Gave your thoughts. There was a couple nights like that this year. You got to go on there on the stage with Juliana and do part of her gig. With yeah. A bunch it's, of fellow Bostonians. Not that you're a Bostonian. Uh, not that we want to bring up any more Christmas movies, but you know, it's it's a it's a wonderful life. It's not bad. It's all right. Can I go now? <laughs> I would love to go now, but we should probably try to spend a minute or two hyping all the great things that are gonna be happening with you as this year ends. And then with us as the next year begins. If anyone's in Texas. And they're looking to see Local H. By the time this airs, you might still be able to get tickets for Dallas. But uh, I don't think you'll be able to see tonight. Tonight, I believe, is sold out. Houston is sold out. Houston, we've and got then, a problem. There's no more yeah, there's a, yeah no, no more tickets. And then, uh, then we're going to fly back home. We're going to race to the bottom lounge, meet up with Gabe, and play a set at the at the bottom lounge and happy new year and then we'll get up and do two days at the g-man uh those are those tickets still for those shows ben uh the we first were just night, looking into that the first night there's a couple left and the second night there's like one or two so uh as of this moment and gabe's gonna bring his new game I don't know if I'm going to bring my new game. I am going to bring. No, I'm not. You're going to bring this outfit for New Year's Eve because you got that. Uh... Yeah. You're going to bring your coconut scented balls. I'm not bringing my bowling balls. There's not going to be time for this. Why? Why are there not going to be time for this? You're there for two days. Three days. You're there for three days. I got you for three. (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna be fun i hope uh we can't talk about the guest for the first night you don't have it do you have it lined up can't talk about it it's a secret yeah but it's people want a huge, huge secret i don't care huge. what people want i don't care what people want this is the way we do it can i go now
Yeah.